Hello! Welcome to the History of Hour with Ryan and Jamie. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. And welcome to the History of Hour, which I've already said. But welcome again. Series 3 is hey still guys, going on. Welcome to the History of Hour. <laughs> well, this is the whole show, by the way. We're just going to welcome you. We, had, we don't have any story this week. We're just going to welcome you. So welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, we are recording this on Saturday the 5th of March. And on this day in 1770, uh, the Boston Massacre occurred. British, tro- British troops... Oh, British troops, my apologies. Mm-hmm. British troops opened fire on um, all, on a crowd of people, uh, and it was in Boston, and it was really, really bad. Really, one of the events <laughs> that led to the American Revolution. It did. It was a key event that proved that the Brits weren't great rulers, really, mm-hmm. and we should probably America should probably get rid of them. I almost said we. I'm not in any way affiliated with America as a country. <laughs> oh well. And on this day in 1979, the U.S. probe Voyager One flew past Io, which is um, the innermost of uh, Jupiter's satellites or its moons, um, yeah, and it actually observed nine active volcanoes on its surface. Jupiter's crazy, which, man. Which is that is active volcanoes is cool because that's like <gasps> atmosphere and signs of life yeah. and oh yeah. Um, I think Io is one of the biggest kind of in our solar system. I believe so. One of the biggest, like there could be life, there could be bacteria, that kind of stuff. Also on this day, in 1946, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, uh, he made his famous Iron Curtain speech at uh, in Fulton, Missouri. Uh, and uh, it, he was talking about the Soviet Union and how they've shut off. It was the first um, of its kind, the first time a political figure... Of course, he wasn't Prime Minister at this point, but he, yeah. will be, he would become Prime Minister later, I think in 1951, if I'm remembering correctly. Does he? Um, he does, he had two terms as Prime Minister. I did not know that. Well, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, it's always good to learn new things. Yeah. So, there we go. <laughs> How is an idiot supposed to learn I'm, if he gets ridiculed when he I feel like we've tries. mentioned this before we've talked about it. It doesn't matter. Anyway. I... Uh, he doesn't I, listen to me, it's fine. I've, I've um, like blanked out most of his podcasts. <laughs> They're just voids in time where I, where I fall asleep. Just half an hour yeah. blank spots. Luckily, we recorded it then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. then it's forever <laughs> Ingrained in your brain. Not in my brain, but no, in, in your computer brain. Computer brain. Computer brain. Um... What was it say? Iron Curtain speech. It was made today <laughs> in 1946. And on this date in 1953, so just a few years later. Um, yep. Seven to be exact. <laughs> I could see the cogs whirring then. <laughs> yeah, I, that was intense. I wanted to say nine. His eyes glazed I over. To, was, he was, no. I wanted to say nine because it was six and three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how numbers work. And on this day in 1953, Soviet premier? Premier. 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 Soviet leader Joseph Stalin Soviet died dude. at the age of um, 74. Mm-hmm. Very good film, The Death of Stalin, about that. I would thoroughly recommend. It is a 15, though, so, you know. Ask your parents Ask permission. your parents. And if you're over 15, then you don't have to. That's kind of how do it works. do ring your parents because they miss you. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know you. Unless you're an orphan. Don't. Why would you mention that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking it, but why would you mention it? <laughs> anyway, that's enough. Because de- they're dead, they won't miss you. But don't. He might miss them. Don't yeah, remind I, people not, of. I don't remind people of their childhood traumas, man. Excuse me, I'm a nice person. I'm not no, saying an not. orphan can't miss their parents. I'm just saying that their dead parents won't miss them. Well, you don't. What if heaven exists? Huh? What are you gonna do then? Go to hell, probably. That's yeah, probably yeah, that's what as as, what as atheists, that's probably what would happen to us. Oh well. We're still alive for now, so... For now. For now. Anyway, speaking of things that aren't alive and might not even be true. 
<laughs> we were. Yeah. That, was, that was a good segue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we are now talking about today the legend of Sawney Bean. If you've not heard of this, don't worry. I hadn't either until rather recently. And I found out when I have to tell the world. The world. And you guys represent the world <laughs> about this. In our yeah. You're my whole world. I don't know. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sawney Bean. He's a Scottish legend. Um, there is there is questions over whether Absolute he legend. is... <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> as, as you'll find out soon, he's not the nicest of men, to put it really mildly. Um, anyway, uh, he's a Scottish legend, uh, and we're not sh- certain. Historians debate the validity of all the claims made about him, whether it's completely fictional, whether it's partially fictional. There, I don't think anyone says it's completely real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, what we're going to do, this con- construct of this episode today, that you're listening to right now with your ears, thank you, um, is we're going to tell you the legend... And then we're going to talk about it and about what people say about it and mm-hmm, differ- mm-hmm. differing theories on the subject and why it has uh, stand the test of time, really. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, but in order to tell you the legend, let's start with uh, going back to the late 15th century. By the way, I want to make also say, because it's a legend, there is differing accounts of the actual legend itself. We're going to pick one of them and then we may talk about the other variations and things. But we're going to just pick kind of... It's the most popular, I guess. I don't really yeah. know. I don't really know the popularity of the different versions. But this is one that will t- t- show you the main version. They're all very similar, but mm-hmm. they had different in like dates and stuff. But they're all pretty much the same basic story. So we'll start with this one. And let's take you back to... <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> let's take you back. <laughs> just, I, I, just, I just choked on my drink a little bit there. <laughs> We're going to take you back to the late 15th century. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. We'll take you back to, to the late 15th century. <laughs> Yes, Scotland. Um, to a, a man, uh, a man called uh, Alexander Sawney Bean. Sawney spelled S A W N E Y. Just in case you want to steal his identity. I don't know why you would. No. <laughs> As you'll find out, he is the most infamous cannibal in Scotland's history. It's quite the title, isn't it? It's quite the quite the name, claim to fame. So. Uh, Sawney got married to a woman called Agnes, uh, or known as Black Agnes, who also may be a real person as well, or, yeah. or a legend, we're not sure. Um, and they uh, went, uh, and, and they lived in a cave, they set up a house, uh, a house in a cave um, uh, in somewhere in Scotland, um, uh, called uh, Benane Cave, I think? I'm not entirely sure of I the Scottish or the Celtic yeah. pronunciation. I think people, a lot of the um, legends, or versions of the legends say it was like a seaside cave. Um, yes, is because the idea is that the cave, the entrance to the cave was blocked by day, uh, by the sea, by the high tides. Yeah. So no one could. That's one of the reasons they stayed hidden for so long, as we will get into. Um, and again, all of these details are up to debate, but it's still interesting. So let's talk about it. Um, so uh, what they did as a very basic thing, he he decided, Sony decided that he would support his family, him and his wife, um, by robbing people instead of getting a job because it's you know. Jobs are boring, and you need, you know, you've got pensions, and oh you have to deal God. with uh, Gareth in accounting, who always talking about loose women, and oh my God, it's just, shut up, you know? <laughs> in 15th century Scotland. In 15th century Scotland. <laughs> um, There's always a Gareth from accounting, no matter what job you work. Never contributes when it's someone's birthday, but it's fine. It's fine. I'll buy the cupcakes by myself. Anyway. <laughs> it's like I worked a day in my life. Anyway. Um... <laughs> 
uh, what was I saying? It decided to rob people. Yes. Um, like, like sort of highwayman style, like on the west side, on the road. And then from there, he realized that to stop people identifying him, it would be easy just to kill them, which, you know, sound logic. Evil logic, but sound. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't really fault him. Uh, you said yeah three times. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> I did that one on purpose. Um, Do you mean yeah? Do you mean no? No, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a very good point that a dead person will not be able to um, tell on you. There's that... um. Headline. I can't remember if it's real or not, but it's from a few years ago, and it says, "Um, uh, homicide victims. Homicide victims frequently don't talk to police, or something like that." <laughs> it's like, don't they? Oh, there's a, there's a news clip of an interview to talk about. Um, I think it was of like police shooting or something like that. Right. And it was. Um, and then the the newspaper, and they were like, um, yeah, the um, the uh, blah blah blah. Mel was was killed in the gunfight, and um, uh, he did not get back to us on whether he wanted to interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like that, that one was like two um two dead found uh, two dead bodies found in graveyard. I was like, really? <laughs> of course, that one was slightly different. That was they weren't buried, but anyway, anyway. Um, so he started killing the people he robbed. But then he went, well, what's the point of me going to the shops? It's ages away. They might recognise my face, especially if I'm covered in blood. It would look weird. So um, he just decided to eat them instead. Yeah. Uh, which, again, awful logic, but sound. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really fault the guy. No, I mean, it's, it makes sense. Um, so they did that. They, they, they would, uh, he would go out, rob people, kill them, and then uh, take them home and cook them and eat them. As you do. Uh, they then the, uh, the the husband and wife had children, and those children had children uh, with each other, which is fun. So they ended up having a clan of about forty five, maybe more people. We reckon over about um, a twenty five year period. Yeah, yeah, about forty five people. Um, or through incest entirely mm-hmm. through incest because there was no other people coming into the cave as far as we as in, again all of this is up up in the air but um as legends go the legend the legend goes so he um instead they sort of trained the children to to hunt for the people yeah and uh, in packs really they 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 became quite um good at it they would they would they like wolves they'd set upon uh, um, set upon prey at, at in in at night crossing the roads at night there's a tribe in Africa, and I think it's actually a hunting technique that our ancestors used to use. But I know there's a tribe in Africa that them still do this, where they will um, basically wait for a lion or a tiger or who, um, to hunt down its prey and kill it, and then they will walk in and take the corpse. Yes. Um, because um, I'd like it kind of like because of like fight or flight and like evolutionary reasons, the lions just don't know what to do. Mm. So they'll just come in. It's such take, a ballsy yeah. move. It's so ballsy that the tigers are like, uh, the lions are like, like fair uh, enough. Gotta respect it. Gotta I respect it. I think <laughs> they do. Might, might, I think they might leave a little bit. Obviously, because it's kind of unsustainable to take all of your hunters' yes. food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically come in and just take their food so they don't have to hunt for themselves, which is I think is is quite smart. Fair is. Um, so they'd hunt in packs. Uh, and at night, and uh, this went on for the next twenty-five years, um, and it, it brought up an incredible list of missing persons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how much do you know in totals? Well, there is debate over the, uh, as with every detail, <laughs> as I keep saying, there's debate over how many victims. The general consensus is over a thousand. Mm-hmm. Some estimates go as high as about five thousand people. 
So it's, it's a quite a significant number. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long you can feed a family of 45 on one human body. And if you need more, you probably do. Um, but apparently, they, they, again, as the legend goes, they were got they were very strong because of the high protein in uh, in human meat. Not trying to advertise eating humans. I'm just saying that that's apparently why they were so good at what they did. Um, is is because of because of eating people. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, they they uh they would also with every child that that, that was born, they were they had a appetite for human flesh because that's all they were raised they were raised on th- uh, through pregnancy yeah. sort of thing because that's all they ate. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it kind of it, that 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 helped I suppose with the more feral children of hunting down human flesh and things. So again, pretty gruesome stuff. Did we warn you at the beginning this was going to be gruesome? I probably hey, this is going to be a gruesome <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> um, if you, so you like to it. be fair, um, as soon as we were like they're a cannibal, you kind of you can't really expect much less. Yeah, I mean, if you if you went, oh, cannibal, I bet this is lovely. <laughs> if you don't know what cannibal is, I do apologize. Um, it means eating people, people eating people, or um, a thing eating its own. Yes, yes, not just not just people. not just people. We, I'm sorry, I'm very self-centered. Um, so now. That is the that's the kind of what they did, and then um, the where it all went wrong, I suppose, uh, was one night when uh, a husband and wife were traveling back um, from a fair, a local fair across the road. They um, were hunted by the Bean Clan, and then uh, attacked, uh, and the woman was was mauled to death uh, instantly. Um, and the man though fought them off with a pistol. Uh, and then other people from the fair gathered and, and came upon the scene. And then the clan was outnumbered and disappeared into the caves. Uh, and this is when people first kind of realized they existed, I guess. Because yeah. what also they'd do is they'd, they, they would leave the body parts, um, some of the like the bones and things, to wash up on the beach. So people thought maybe cr- uh, like um, animals and creatures and things were doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't go ahead, this is also the 15th century. So there's still a lot of superstition going around. So um, it could be... Anything, d- witches, demons or whatever, demons. which is precisely, um, which will get, which is an interesting point you make, and we'll get onto it when we come to the king later on. Oh. Now, um, so because of that, uh, now they we have the the, the began manhunt for the people because they know they're actual people now, uh, which comes up nothing because they're hidden in a cave and no one wants to go into the cave because it seems uninhabitable and also there's water in front of it throughout the day and things like that. Finally, uh, the the the. Uh, the husband who was who used the pistol on on the on the uh, clan went to the chief magistrate of Glasgow, um, and then it was taken up all the way up to King James. Now we are not certain which King James, as with every detail. Um, it, some records say it's James the first. Some records say it's James the sixth, which is quite a significant drop. As well, <laughs> it also depends what time period we're talking about. Yeah. This one, because of the 15th century things, we're talking about James the First, um, and he arrived. Apparently, according to legend, he arrived with an army of uh, of about 400 men, and also um, bloodhounds and tracker dogs and things. Uh, and they launched one of the biggest manhunts the country had ever seen. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge. You know, they had literally brought the army down. With yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah. Um, up, down. I don't know. I don't know where he was living. I must admit, I don't. Probably in Glasgow. Maybe or Edinburgh. I, d- I don't know actually. Someone who knows about Scottish monarchy and where they lived, because of course now it's slightly different. Because um, from James VI, who is another possible king who who did this, um, he's the king of both England and and Scotland. So he they mainly live in um, 
in London. Uh, or, you know, around. They have various houses, don't they? So, so it, yes. Um, eventually, the bloodhounds track the scent to the cave. And they go to the cave. And there's also two stories here. Um, where one is that they put gunpowder in the entrance of the cave and smothered the people inside. Which is... Um, um, Quite horrific, yeah. but uh, yeah, just like but if you burn up all the oxygen, yes. they, they can't do anything. Um, and then the other one is that actually the more the more popular, the more famous one is that they all wet, they stormed the 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 caves, and the people uh, surrendered. And uh, the cave, by the way, was apparently littered with like body parts hung like a butcher shop, and things like that, and pickled jars because they would pickle the uh, human flesh. Again, this is lovely stuff. Um, <laughs> So they all uh, surrendered and were marched out to the local town where, upon the public decided that they weren't human and therefore do not deserve a fair trial, were not given one. So the men were then eviscerated, which means their genitalia was cut off, their hands and feet were cut off, and they were bled out in front of the women and children. And then the women and children were burned at the stake. So that brings an end to that story. <laughs> the fact that you um, phrased that that kind of ending to the story, the second part, is the more popular one. <laughs> yes. Well, I suppose people like justice. That's technically justice. The, that is technically justice. <laughs> Whether or you agree with it or not, it's another question. But I don't think I don't think Batman would approve. Um, and he is the most important person. I mean, I look to my morals for Batman. And Batman I'm just what like is this beating up poor people instead of solving. There's, I mean, I do love Batman, but there are, there are some people who debate whether. Um, if actually uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, what was it? if Bruce Wayne uh, invested more into public um, programs, you'd reduce crime without having just beat up criminals. That's true. But that's like, one maybe way. They made it he- like Bane easier if you just get a job at like a factory, like you know, <laughs> lift heavy stuff. Yeah, like, it's true. You know, put him in a put him in a factory. Or I somewhere. suppose they didn't think of practicalities of of. Um, Social reform you know through they, through uh, billionaire investment in need, 1939. They need better <laughs> worker rights. Is what is what Gotham <laughs> needs. All right, up that standard of living, and then you is won't it have that maybe suggest America as a whole? Maybe, mm, anyway. maybe political. Ooh, I know. Anyway, back to the um, Scottish cannibal <laughs> and his incestuous family. So send us another thought I'd say, actually, Back I'll be honest with Scottish you. Back to the Scottish cannibal and his um, incestuous family. Ugh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that is a very quick version of the basic story of Sawney Bean. Um, which is which quite a wild story. It's quite a wild story. That's why I thought I had to tell you. Um, if you are interested in Sawney Bean as a character or a fictional, whether fictional or real, we're not sure, legendary figure in history, uh, there is a... Um, uh, uh, an attra- attraction of, of of his cave and him in the Edinburgh Dungeons. Uh, so if you're interested, you can go there. That sounds awesome. And yeah, it does, doesn't it? Go look at the the, the cave. Yeah, I'm I'm not paid by the Edinburgh Dungeons, but I'm sure it's great. I mean, the London Dungeons are good, and I've never I've not been to the Edinburgh ones, but I'm, I'm if sure you do want to pay us good. Edinburgh Dungeons, yeah, I'm more than happy to. Yeah, to to say great things but about you. Have you have no way of contacting. Contacting us None to whatsoever. That, but um, I just flag us down. If that on, doesn't on prove streets. that we're not doing, that we're doing this podcast for the sheer love of history, which why do I? That sounds sarcastic. <laughs> Every, I think most of what I say sounds like <laughs> that's not good, is it? Ugh. Anyway, history half hour. Yeah, <laughs> making realizations <laughs> in all of us. 
So, that is the story of Sony Bean. And, of course, there is debate over its legitimacy. What is one of the reasons you, you, that you'd say was like... Why Why did the story occur? How well, about that? kind of... Interesting enough is that um, they kind of think that um, there was this book that um, came out. And was actually that they wasn't even released in Scotland, was released in England. Yeah. Um, I think... I Didn't it start in the Newgate... Uh, calendar, uh, which is a, a crime catalogue of, of Newgate Prison, I think. Yes. Uh, and so basically, yeah, it started. It kind of, it basically, there was like things of like publications of stories. Yeah. It was that, along the lines of of your, of your Penny Dreadfuls, but yeah. they, they were quite, I don't think they really they were quite, wasn't quite that yet. But it was um, that's the, what they basically are. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, these um, stories. Um, in various places kind of popped up and yeah in places that weren't even Scotland which is you know you would think that's where you would first hear about it and obviously uh, you know because of the nature of these things it was hundreds of years after it supposedly took place that we kind of first start hearing about it as well yes which uh, again would be like the Scottish uh, historian Dr Louise Yeoman um, she uh, she, uh, says the earliest versions of um, this story were actually in the the National Library of Scotland, we're in from 1775, so much later than yeah. any of the uh, tales, uh, whether it be James the First or even James the Sixth of Scotland. Um, she reckons that James the Sixth is unlikely, uh, more unlikely, sorry, because um, he was very vocal about his achievements, mm-hmm. um, and so if if he had led one of the biggest manhunts and executions of a murderous cannibalistic family he wouldn't have stopped talking about it yeah there would have been a shakespeare play about it <laughs> um, you know uh so it's it is unlikely to to be him if uh, if anyone at all which is fair enough and actually you mentioned witches earlier on and james the first infamously uh was terrified of witches he wrote the book of demonology and was very concerned that he would be assassinated uh particularly by witches um and actually i believe uh, if I'm not mistaken, he would wear. He was scared of being assassinated in general. He would wear like uh, several shirts um, when he's going out to see. He very rarely saw the pub, met the public, but when he did, he would wear several shirts so that if he was like stabbed and things, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, penetrate his skin. Was the yeah. idea um, kind of a rudimentary stab vest? Kind of, yeah, I believe. Um, so, so it's interesting you mentioned witches. Is my point because he was yeah. obsessed with witches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the what it was interesting that one of the things that we think uh, it was published uh, in the way it was, was to make the Scots look bad. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, the, the the 18th century, things like that. Because you have the um, the Jacobite Revolution uh, mm. in the in the 18th century, the Jacobite Risings, um, and so the English press regularly showed the Scots to be in a negative way, um, uh, whether they be stupid or they be evil or you know, murderers, whatever. So this story helped a lot in that um, portrayal. It, actually, apparently, the, the the name Sawney was a name for a barbarous Scot as well, like a um, in, yeah, a lot like of an like, English joke. Sort yeah, of British jokes and cartoons and that kind of stuff. They would. So yeah, so yeah, it's like, uh, it's... most likely bad intentions behind this tale. Yeah. Um, even if it's any part of it is uh, in any way true, it's still not you know not ideal really. <laughs> As a story, but a rather interesting story, I think, nonetheless. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's so because so again, but with the um, it why why do you think it's lasted so long? Because we're still talk, we're talking about it today. It's still an attraction. It's yeah, still around. It? 
And even if it was based on any sort of story, because again, there's some stories where people reckon that of cannibalism and of mass murder or, or robbery and murder and things like that in Scotland at the time, because it was, it, you know, areas of Scotland were quite lawless. Um, according to records, I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there was there was definitely a problem with crime throughout the whole of the UK at this point. I think I think it's um, one, of those, one of those things where it's just one, it's so perfectly written to be a story that you kind of don't forget in yeah. a way. Because, you know, I'm not going to walk away from this podcast and then, and forget the yeah. tale of, of Soybean. Soybean. Um, and I'm sure people listening would also not forget this tale. Because it is that kind of, it's this kind of perfect um, horror story. and Because it, it inspired a couple of movies, I think. It um, kind of, kind of the, the Hills Have Eyes, I think. He has of eyes. Um, um, the, the, even the like director kind of was. Wes Craven said that he was very much inspired by this story. I mean, really, you can take it from any sort of murderous murderer in in Hollywood. You can maybe maybe they're not directly inspired by Sony Bean just due to the lack of uh, uh, infamy uh, and popularity of the story in places like America. I don't know. I don't imagine it's very popular. I think this is a very much a Scottish story um, that's quite that's more well known in Scotland than it is anywhere else. As far as I'm aware, anyway, because yeah. I, I I wasn't aware of it. Um, not to say I represent the rest of the world, but as an example, um, I wasn't really aware of it. Um, so I I don't know if like every cannibalistic character or murder serial killer in Hollywood is 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 inspired by him, but there's definitely connections to him. Mm-hmm. And then you know you never know that it might be like a down the line thing that although if if one character is inspired by another, that character was inspired by Sawney Bean. So then so the so the first character is not aware. Although the creator of the first character is not aware that this, it, the inspiration is, like there, but how it is there. everyone is connected to Kevin Bacon. That's exactly that. Everyone is inspired by Kevin Bacon in some way or another. How I am. But uh, I think a better example is like Sparks, for example, the band yes. Sparks. Um, it's quite, it, it's uh, it's become more well known. Due to a documentary, The Sparks Brothers, a very good documentary directed by Edgar Wright. I thoroughly suggest you watch it. It's mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the band in general. But there's a lot of people who, who bands who reckon that they that sparks inspired them and they've inspired other bands but those other bands aren't aware that sparks, sparks inspired, yeah. you know so it's like there's there's probably people who don't know they're inspired by sparks but very much are <laughs> yes um so that's what i'm saying is possibly that's that's where the story what the story is like so it's it's ingrained in the culture and also we do have this macabre fascination you know i, I talk about more of a fascination sometimes because it's something that always interests me yeah um like the whole the, just the idea of like looking at a car crash mm-hmm. we we all do that you know we it always just like we don't we don't want to see people like body parts and stuff but then we do, do in a yeah. really odd way in a really gross way it's something that, i think what i think it comes from is um is the fact that death is th- the biggest unknown in human history yeah i'd suggest well, I, we do not know what happens after. You can think you know, like you again. You can have an afterlife. You can have a belief in an afterlife or whatever. My personal opinion that it's nothing. That you just have. It's the same as before you're born. You just absolutely. There's no nothing. You don't feel anything. You don't feel. You're not. You're not awake. You're not existing. You're not, you're not aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is again quite a scary thought to some people. I think it's rather. It's it was it's but. it's a thought that the brain human brain can't even. It's not, yeah. It's like, very yeah. It's you know everyone. It's a reason why you know religion and, and these kind of idea of an afterlife. Even for people who aren't like religious, still want to think that there is something yeah. else. Because oh yeah, it would be nice if heaven existed. But yeah. I just I I'm it's not convinced, so but yeah. it's such a visceral thought to think about death and what comes after and and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Because so, it's so uncertain. 
death. It's mm-hmm. so uncertain. So that when we get to experience it in some way, whether through proxy by someone else has died, it's fascinating. And also, if people then make death happen, that's also fascinating to us. That's why I still think that, like, that's why there's so many true crime bloggers. I think that's why serial killers are interesting. Again, not good. I'm not advocating for them in any way. I hope you don't think I am. But you can't deny that at least some people, not everyone, not everyone at all, but I, I am certainly one of them, that yeah, no. a documentary about a serial killer is something I'm interested in because it's interesting to understand them. We could never truly understand them, I'd suggest. But I would, I would agree with that. We yeah. would, you know, we, we would like to. And I think, I think even stretches, from a historical point of view, I think it even stretches to, you know, like genocide and things like that. I think the Nazis are absolutely fascinating. Not in any way good. I do not approve of them. I don't know why I have to say this, but I do not approve of them in any way. But I think they're worth learning about just to try and understand their thinking. Yeah. Because there you are know, two sides to every story. Mobilizing, mobilizing an entire you know, regime for the express purpose of exterminating certain groups of people just for being, just for existing, is absolutely fascinating. Horrible. Do not do that. Insane. But But I want to understand why you did that. Exactly. You know? Um, So I think that's, that's why this story has... Same with like, Jack so the Ripper. Many, yeah, so many stories like it. As we've mentioned in our series finale last year, um, last year? Last series. Um, you know, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Jack the Ripper was, is a story that's can- continued. That one is definitely more true than this one. Well, yeah, but, you know, people create their own kind of versions of Jack the Ripper all the mm. time in, in the sense of like trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper was, but who we will never know. No. Because um, there's really no way of like for certain telling now. Because that's just how it is. But uh, everyone who looks into the story and then does something about the story, or most people usually then try to come up with their own conclusion of who they think it really was. And, you know, or were these also murders that happened at the same time? Also Jack the Ripper and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We won't know. It, it's entirely possible that every single one of the women that were murdered in the, the Jack the Ripper's Famous Five, all of them were... The Canonical Five. Were Canonical different Five. Murderers, yeah. Were all different murderers, and it just so happened that that was the style. Or something like that. Or just... Yeah. We, 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 we don't know. We just know. don't know, but we put these, you know, Jack the Ripper is an entirely, I think it was, it was Jack the Ripper first coin from the letters, or was it in the paper? Uh, I think, I don't, I can't remember actually. I don't, I, I mean, if we, if we did say so, that looks bad, but um, there was a letter, definitely there was a letter or two that was addressed Jack the Ripper, the the um, the uh, press said, we, we've already done an episode, if you want to know about Jack the Ripper, Look it up, look him up. It's fascinating. There's a great books on the subject, some mm-hmm. great documentaries. And of course, we do have our hour-long podcast special but uh, finale. But the, the name of Jack the Ripper is entirely part of fiction and, and legend. Because yeah. you know, there's no basis for it, is the thing. is It's kind no. of just a name that was, was also, made probably wasn't called Jack, because that, be, that would be quite um, a coincidence. That would be quite the, the ballsy move of yeah, giving them the actual crazy. name. Um, um, anyway, so uh, that's, that's, uh, that's about enough from the cannibal family of Sawney Bean. That was The Legend of Sawney Bean. If you're interested, do uh, look further into it. It's rather interesting. I really want to go to the, um, the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Dungeons. Dungeons yeah. and, and if you do go there, there's enjoy there's it. Some <laughs> sort of, uh, there's, a, there's a boat ride where you kind of become part of James's crew to flush when you go into the actual cave. Yeah. There's a, like, an actual boat ride you can go on, which sounds awesome. That does sound really cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's that was Sawney Bean, The Legend of Sawney Bean and his murderous family uh have you enjoyed it uh, it is enjoy the right word i don't know i don't know found it's it interesting fascinating yeah yeah found it interesting interested intrigued by it uh and uh we'll we'll leave you with this 
It was discovered in um, 1874, after months of scientific research, that jockeys were not actually small, just very far away. McDonald's opened its first restaurant in the Soviet Union in 1990, but due to the communist leadership, it had to change its slogan to, We're loving it. (laughs) Right, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye!